Welcome to the Wesleyan Podcast, bringing you news and financial tips for doctors, dentists, teachers and lawyers. And now, here's your host. Hello, I'm Neil Whelan and welcome to the latest edition of the Wesleyan Podcast. Robert Vaudry, our Investments Managing Director, is back with us again to give his views on the budget that took place on the 22nd of November. He'll give his view on what the Chancellor announced and how it might impact on the economy and investments. Now, before we begin, as always with investments, past performance is not a reliable guide to future performance and the value of your investment can go down as well as up. So that means you could get back less than you invested. And with that, let's see what Robert had to say. The Chancellor's hands were tied in advance of this budget, and it showed. A handful of policy headlines, all soon to be forgotten. As we had forecast, there was a lot of focus on housing and some welcome announcements with £44 billion in government support, including loan guarantees to boost construction skills, although much of that £44 billion is not new money. But the big surprise, the announcement of a stamp duty cut for first-time buyers, looks like it will only apply to some 3,500 house purchases each year, saving an average of £2,000 per house purchase. That adds up to a giveaway of around £7 million. Apart from some housing stocks, which went down on concerns about an investigation into land banking, the reaction of equity, bond and currency markets to the budget was absolutely benign. To be fair, this was despite the significant reduction in economic expectations provided to the Chancellor from the Office of Budget Responsibility. This was the biggest downgrade of the UK's economic prospects since the financial crisis. Official forecasts for UK economic growth were cut sharply over the next five years, weaker productivity growth given as the official reason. The Office of Budget Responsibility cut the projected growth rate for 2017 from 2 to 1.5%, with further declines forecast for the following two years. Weaker growth inevitably leads to declining living standards. Average pay is now unlikely to reach its 2008 level until the mid-2020s, an unprecedented squeeze on wages. The public and private sectors combined currently invest around 1.7% of national income into measures designed to boost productivity, such as housing, infrastructure and research. The Chancellor pledged to increase this to 2.4%, the average for the OECD club of developed countries by 2027, so not exactly an ambitious target. Unfortunately, the UK will continue to lag behind most of its peers. Germany is already well ahead of us. France is ahead of us in grappling with the problem, and the US is pushing through an aggressive package of tax cuts and major spending on infrastructure projects. Meanwhile, we remain obsessed by Brexit. That £3 billion set aside in the budget for Brexit contingency would have been far better spent on upgrading a road scheme or rail network to reduce travel delays and increase productivity. And the biggest single impact of restriction on the free movement of people will be a significant reduction in the working labour force, the very people who boost productivity. The UK will continue to suffer for the uncertainty over Brexit. What does all this mean for investments? We remain overweight equities and continue to invest in the property sector. Focusing only on investment strategy and not wanting to get embroiled in the political rights and wrongs of Brexit, we believe the rest of the world will pull the UK along until such time as we conclude the Brexit negotiations. 
We believe, after another 18 months of significant uncertainty, that the UK government will agree to a very soft Brexit deal, at which point sterling will rally along with the majority of UK equities. At that point, we'll then need to consider how quickly the US economy is growing and whether it is an economic bubble waiting to burst. We have to position our investments to best deal with various scenarios and the possibility that the scenarios themselves and their timings can change. But key is that despite all the uncertainty, we have the conviction to remain overweight equities and currently plan to do so throughout 2018. That strategy is what has led us to being ranked number one out of 46 UK with profit funds and consistently ahead of almost all of our benchmarks this year. And that's our show for this week. Thanks to Robert for his views. I should point out that towards the end there he talks about the performance of our With Profits Fund. The top ranking came from the 2017 With Profits report carried out by Barnet Waddingham, one of the UK's largest independent providers of actuarial, administration and consultancy services. If you'd like to know more about that, you can find the story in the news section of our website at www.wesleyan.co.uk. To keep up to date with everything else we're doing, you can follow us on Twitter, at Wesleyan, and search for us on Facebook and LinkedIn. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. But that's it for now, so until next time, thanks for listening.